1: hello and welcome to demand gen visionaries this week's episode is the fifth installment of our special uncuttable budget items mini-series where we ask top cmos and industry-leading marketing executives about their top three uncuttable budget items this series was first introduced back in december of 2020 if you missed parts one through four you can find them in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast And if you're enjoying the show, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us grow. Before we get into this week's episode, here's a brief word from our sponsor.
6: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com. If you are a B2B marketer who has always dreamed of knowing when a qualified prospect is on your site and being able to talk to them instantly, now you can. Learn more at
7: Qualified.com.
1: And now please enjoy part five of our special uncuttable budget items mini series. With your host, Ian Faison.
0: Hey everyone, this is Ian Faison, CEO of Caspian Studios and your host of Demand Gen Visionaries. We're back for another uncuttable budget items. At the end of last year, we created our uncuttable budget items mini series to help you get a sense of where your peers will be focusing their money for 2021. And now it's time to do it again for 2022. If you missed parts one through four, we'll link them up in the show notes. And we will continue to receive a ton of information from our guests to bring you more on Cuttables in the future. Thank you for all the feedback about how helpful these are. It's great to see how our friends are using their budgets. Before we get into it, just a few pieces of housekeeping. If you ever want to talk to anyone from our team, you can email us at team at Caspian Studios.com. Also, we have a brand new website. You can go to CaspianStudios.com to learn more about the other podcasts we create. You can hit me up on Twitter, at and Fazon. If you have questions for past guests, future guests, want to recommend a guest, anything like that, just drop me a line. Or if there's just other cool stuff that you see in the wild, ad campaign, whatever it is, just hit us up, team at Caspian Studios.com. And throw DGV in the header if you can. And of course, thank you, as always, to our friends at Qualified for presenting the show and just generally being awesome. They're such an amazing partner. And pretty much the reason we can keep bringing this to you every single week. So if you haven't checked them out, go to qualified.com, learn more, demo the product, check it out. They're absolutely awesome to work with. Everybody loves Qualified. Everybody renews. They're just the best. So check them out. Go to qualified.com. And they have some new product releases and a bunch of other amazing stuff. So check it out, qualified.com. And thank you for being a loyal listener. You know, we we can't thank you enough for listening to DGV. It's such a blast to make these. It's such a blast to chat with our CMO and and demand pals. So thank you for listening. We're almost at 70 episodes and it's just been such an honor. So thank you as always. If there's anything that we can do to help, drop me a line anytime. So without further ado, let's get to our inspiring CMOs and marketing leaders for part five of our mini series on uncuttable budget items. Repping everybody for 20 22, And of course, if you want a podcast,
5: drop us a line, team at CaspianStudios.com. Take care. Amanda Malko, CMO of G2. What are your three uncuttable budget items?
3: I love this question. Three tactics that I would not cut. The first would be thought leadership. And so that might be a cheat because it's not really a channel. uh, But I definitely think thought leadership would be my number one. And I say that because, uh, especially if you're in businesses like the ones I, I tend to work within, which are creating categories, it is critical that your customer understands and believes in your category. And you cannot win their trust. You cannot win their business if they don't understand your category, let alone your product. And so I think thought leadership that's backed in... Data, Ideally proprietary data to help your customer understand your space, the value of investing in your space um, is a really critical one. I'll give you an example. I worked in search marketing at the very early genesis of search marketing. And one of the things that was our best performing campaign was a search insights report because it was very early in the days of Google and people did not understand how much should I be paying for keywords? I feel like I'm paying way too much for these things and is it really valuable? And so the company that I worked for, we were in the MarTech space in search and we created a report that basically just said, here's how much you should be paying for keywords in different categories. These are the most expensive ones. These are the least expensive ones. And here's how pricing is changing. And P.S., it was going up and up and up because Google was looking like they were going to do very well for themselves. And what we discovered was that our customers loved it because it gave them education and value. Prospects wanted it, so it was our highest-performing lead-gen activity. And it was great for press. We actually timed it with Google's earnings reports. And so we got coverage every single quarter without fail from every major news outlet who wanted to understand how were people bidding on keywords, and were they paying more than last quarter? Because if they were, that was a pretty good indication that Google was going to do well that quarter. And so thought leadership is sort of the... the If you do it right, it's the rising tide that lifts all boats, both from a brand awareness perspective and certainly for demand gen. So that's my number one. I would say the second one is customer marketing. I think retention is the foundation for growth. And I think it's one that's easy to overlook as you're focused on pipe gen and getting more customers. But if you invest in customer success, advocacy and building a community, then you're going to continue to have a very successful business because you're gonna retain and grow the customers that you already have. So of course I would say as part of that, you need to invest in G2. And G2 should be your uncuttable piece of your customer marketing budget.
0: Okay, what's your third uncuttable?
3: I'm definitely giving you my longest answers for this one, but it's a great question. Uh, Digital demand gen. So I would say specifically under that would be ABM and email. I mean, I came from MailChimp, so you know I'm going to say email. So I look at ABM account-based marketing as a strategy that you can deploy across different channels. I definitely think email is just a bread and butter channel that if you do it exceptionally well, can really help you nurture relationships and also drive great demand gen. It's not maybe the sexiest answer, but... I will tell you, it has the highest ROI from all the teams I worked with.
5: Raj Kara, head
0: of growth at Sales Intel. What are three channels and tactics that are your uncuttable
8: budget items? Very first one, without question, is search engine optimization. That is that is the basis of how we start a lot of our strategies because it gives us information on what people are looking for. And I think the big thing there is to make sure that you pay attention to the long tail strategy. A lot of times people will just look at one or two really short keywords and say, well, that's so broad. People, I don't know what they're searching on, but you really have to look a little bit deeper and figure out where there's opportunity there, where there's good search volume and low keyword density. And you combine the two and that actually gives you a really good playbook to go forward. So from that, that actually informs a lot of the other things that we do. And that would include Pay per click, so we do get uh, pretty decent traction on those. Uh, you know that that's a that's an interesting game because then when you start getting traction, other people notice also, and then the keywords start getting more expensive, and then you identify other keywords. So there's all kinds of stuff to do there. But actually, those would be my two uncuttable ones. If I had to pick a third, it would it would be um, strategic sponsorships, and by that I mean uh, if we identify publications, newsletters, places that our personas hang out. Uh, that's where we want to be also, right? We want to be in front of them. So so those are probably my top three. SEO, PPC, and then uh, strategic sponsorships.
5: Katrina Wong, Vice President of Product Marketing and Demand Generation at Segment.
9: What
0: are your three uncuttable budget items?
9: SEM, pay social, and then really all of the content we do to support these top channels. Um, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it almost sounds boring, but those are our main three channels.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you know, this is, it's why we asked the segment, you know, to figure out what are, what are those things? What are the bread and butter, you know, SEM and paid social, I think pretty self-explanatory. What types of content are you creating? Um, what types of, uh, things are you thinking about?
9: You know, technical content, you know, in the form of recipes or blog posts and kind of, um, um, You know, when we do um, a launch, especially if it's a refresh of a developer toolkit or a developer center, um, you know, we do try to, you know, get that out to our influencers in the developer community. So it's very tailored content um, for the business audience, really best practices and thought leadership around how to do personalization. So, yeah, it just comes down to what we know of our customers and what is most important to them. And we really do try to tailor our content to the problems that they're solving even before they buy the solution.
0: Any SEM tricks or paid social tricks or or tips or anything that you've seen or anything that surprised you over the last year?
9: You know, to be honest, it really is. Using segment for segment. It's it's the instrumentation that you do. Uh, there's no magic to, you know, kind of creating, you know, effective campaigns. But without the instrumentation and really knowing what's effective and doing your attribution, you know, it comes down to the piping and you knowing what's effective and turning doubling down campaigns that work and turning off campaigns that don't.
5: Morgan Norman. Morgan is the CMO of Dialpad what are your three uncuttable budget items? Oh, man, you're making me do
10: this. Uh, you know, marketers, we love to spend and we're so greedy at times. I mean, so you're making this one really difficult. Um, and it's a COVID, so, so these are ones I can't cut, right? These are ones I have to keep. uncuttable, uncuttable. Well, I have to be honest with you, it's like in our business, um, it's a race for the communication space, so we have to keep our paid motions in place. So a lot of those dollars are gonna go straight out to Google. That's, that's kind of a, a non-starter. The next thing that I would never cut, and I think actually the majority of demand gen spend, uh, if you're, if you're your next year down, is going to be organic SEO and content. You could actually say thought leadership fits into that. I really believe ultimately that that's, you know, probably 35, 40% of your investment should go into that in the future. That's what I think is gonna happen an area that you know and this is controversial but you have to stay active with the field you have to give the field areas to engage and for us right now it is some digital events believe it or not and those are not you know hey i want to do a webinar it's vip very specific vip events that is going to help deal acceleration and help also align some prospects with some customers or some partners that way as well
5: caddy shernivasan caddy is the senior vice president and global head of marketing at clavio What are
0: your three uncuttable budget items?
11: The first one is, I'd say, in general, most of the work that we are doing around paid acquisition and performance acquisition is definitely uncuttable just because it is uh, such a good way to raise our awareness and get people into the funnel. The second is all of the brand efforts we are doing to help drive awareness and all of the investment that we are putting behind creating the right brand awareness campaigns or creating the right kind of um, PR campaigns. That would be the second one. And the third one is the investment we are putting towards shoring up our like bottom of the funnel stuff, meaning ensuring that our lifecycle marketing is in place, ensuring that our segmentation is in place. We are, you know, nurturing customers in the right way. All of those things, I call them an investment because there's no money involved. It's more of Uh, people and headcount and resources. So if you kind of think about those three buckets, brand, performance, media, and then life cycle, those are the sort of the three big buckets of things that I would never want to cut. But the order is actually flipped. The first thing I want to focus on is the life cycle followed by performance, followed by brand.
5: Joy Corso. Joy is the CMO of Vonage. What are three channels
0: and tactics that are your un cuttable budget items?
7: My team will cringe if I say anything's cuttable. So I'm going to say just what's uncuttable. For us, I really do think paid search is incredibly important. The world is searching, constantly searching, right? So I think paid search is is enormously important, particularly for our EPI business. I also think paid social is up there we did a great study last year. We're doing another one this year of how customers prefer to reach you, how customers prefer to interact with you. And interestingly, Ian people still love phone video was definitely a fast follower, but social media was absolutely on the rise, particularly in 2020 after COVID, they wanted to interact in social channels as opposed to your tradition. Obviously you can't, you couldn't walk in the door anymore. Right? So for us paid social, I think is always a lever that we're going to continue with. Uh, And then I also think display for us. That doesn't mean I'd cut everything else. It just means for us today, I think those are the big, big channels that we're going to want to, I would would consider uncuttable.
5: Justin Schreiber, CMO of People.ai.
0: What are your three uncuttable budget items?
4: Well, I feel fortunate in that I own the BDR channel. BDR is like, it's like sugar. As soon as it hits the system, It has an impact and I know that for every BDR I add into my environment, I'm going to get this much pipeline out of it. Now the caveat there is we spent a lot of time up front defining what the sales motions were, defining the logistics in terms of routing, qualifying leads, getting them into the hands of the right people, what the SLAs were, but that was an investment that has really paid dividends now. And so now that we have additional investment and are really accelerating from a sales perspective, I know that that's my fastest source to pipeline. The other caveat is we have a fairly B2B oriented sales motion. So BDRs are not necessarily the path to high transaction, high volume sales, but for us it works perfectly. The counterpoint to the BDR organization is my SEO strategy. That's one of those seeds that you plant in the ground and it takes a long time for it to blossom, but pretty soon it be, or not pretty soon, but after a while it becomes this big oak tree and it becomes the gift that keeps on giving. My experience is that a lot of people don't have the patience with SEO to really see it through. It starts before you even put anything out there with being clear about what your message and your story is. From there coming up with a tight strategy that thinks through all the different pieces of content from there How do you make it discoverable? How do you syndicate it all of these different? Facets and dimension that are pretty complicated the thing is when you get that thing dialed in It's a powerful moat. It establishes you as a thought leader and it kind of becomes the gift that keeps on giving one of the things that I like to track is for the key terms that we care about where do we rank and For me, a huge success is when we are number one on that organic search and I will get in in the morning and I'll just do searches and I'll see where do we pop up and who's ahead of us and why are they ahead of us? And um, I was just celebrating with my team this week because we took two number one spots for two of the terms that we had been gunning for for months. And that was a concerted focus. And I think with SEO, it's one of those things where it's easy to kind of think in generalities. Oh, I'll do five pieces of content. And um, I'll have this publishing cadence. You need to get down though to like I want to be number one for these terms, and I'm going to log in every day and check this and work with my team and make sure it's there. That's the kind of maniacal focus that I think that you really need to go after. After so you've got the you got the sugar fix from the BDR team, and then you got the long term nourishment that comes in from SEO, and then you know the happy in between that we tend to run are the Some of the other paid media um, initiatives bolstered by our email with the call to action that drives people to request the demos, those are pretty typical channels. But I think the importance is the way you think about them from a portfolio perspective, matching up what's going to give immediate impact, midterm impact and long term impact in addition to what's going to drive top of the funnel mid funnel and bottom of the bottom of the funnel you have those two dimensions time and also orientation to the pipeline
5: susan bierman cmo of navx global what are your three uncuttable budget items
6: well i would i would say they're all digital um website absolutely critically important if you think about it all of us Anytime we're researching a product, it's, well, first of all, it's word of mouth, like, uh, like we were just doing offline. And and second of all, it's doing your inter- your research on the internet. So having a fantastic website. I refer to our website as our number one salesperson because it does generate the most leads for us. And um, it certainly, it, it, it helps educate people on what we have to offer and the value that we bring. Secondly, I would say webinars. You know, particularly now with us not being able to do live events any longer because we did do quite a few. And we've had to make up those leads through webinars. And I actually I actually have been a fan for webinars for many years because some of many of us are, were so busy. And to get in a car and drive to um, a live event or to get on a plane now is quite a big commitment. And it's much easier, of course, just to find an hour in your day and be able to call into a webinar. So that would be um, another key thing that I would never cut. And then I guess, you know, just all the digital marketing, digital spend, we're doing a combination of digital advertising, particularly geared towards those. We're, we're, we just deployed Six Sense. And so we have a lot of great buyer intent data that we're getting from that, that we can really identify which accounts are in market for our various solutions and do some very targeted advertising via that channel. So I would say that would be the third.
5: Keith Messick, Senior Vice President of Marketing at LaunchDarkly. What are your three uncuttable budget items?
12: Yeah, I mean, we we spend a lot of uh, time, energy, resources on SEO. We always will. And so it's a the most important part of our mix. Um, paid does really well for us, especially in enterprise. We have a new category. We have, a I think, a dead simple value prop. And we have a really compelling product. So you combine those things. And, and our paid efforts upstream are actually I mean better than I've ever had paid is always like a stopgap you know what I mean if you have to do too much paid you you're like it's not a renewable resource you know so you're just constantly burning through that Um, you always reach some sort of diminishing returns with paid but um, for sure upstream paid delivers LinkedIn does really well for us if you want to specifically know I mean it's I think it does well for a lot of people. LinkedIn paid. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn paid does well. We also do a lot of, I see your stuff all the time. Yeah. There you go. I never click. Yeah. Well don't click. Cause I don't want to get, I might have to pay for that. I know. Um, that's right. Yeah. No, the, um, and then I'd say third, honestly, is kind of our, we call it our always on developer marketing. Um, we sponsor play, you know, we sponsor uh, content and, podcasts and things like this where developers hang out. Um, we, DevRel plays a part of our always-on developer marketing. Um, and I think of that as also sort of like our speaking fat platform. And I throw I throw events into that as well. I think of it as just like our, it's like our non, largely non-digital, always-on developer marketing engine, right? And so um, I'd say those are the three. That last one is a bit of a collection of all of them, but I really didn't want to commit to just three.
5: Kyle Lacey, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Seismic.
12: What are three channels and tactics that
0: are your uncuttable budget items?
5: Oh, the uncuttable
2: budget items. Um, Any channel, probably mostly organic or paid, that drives demo requests to the website. So, some you know from the Leslie side and even the seismic side, organic. I think companies traditionally have underinvested in search engine optimiz SEO and organic. That's number one. Number two, I think there is a brand element here that's uncuttable. It's very important that you invest in the brand because brand drives demand and vice versa. You know, it's pretty much brand drives demand in my opinion, and that can include a user conference, maybe that can include a book that you're doing Um, that can include some other major, major event. And I'd say the third one, especially for an organization like seismic would be the ABM strategy. If done correctly, it is extremely powerful when it comes to driving top of the funnel demand with intent, but also middle of the funnel when you're trying to move 50 people through a sales cycle. Fifties a lot, but you know what I mean. A, a large group of people that are making a buying decision.
1: William Tyree, CMO of Revenue IO, formerly known as Ring DNA.
0: What are your three uncuttable budget items?
13: Sure, I, I think that for us, one is, you know, rich media. So I think it's really important to hit buyers and customers where they are, so you can add value. So for us, it's kind of the media company within marketing. That produces podcasts, uh, you know, videos, and, and and social media. You know, so so making sure that that you're that you absolutely are never in a position where you have to recoil from that today is really really important. I would not have said that five years ago. So that's one. I think second is you know operations. So much of marketing and sales today is interpreting market intelligence data and engagement data that you have. And making sure that marketing, sales, success, they all understand who to focus on and where to focus, right? The, you know, these accounts are where we can really win and, you know, where should, what should you ignore, right? So I think a great operations team kind of helps you do that. And, And I think, you know, in terms of, in terms of the other thing that would be uncuttable, I think to some extent it's LinkedIn. And I know that's a really controversial statement because, A lot of people have trouble getting value out of that channel. But, um, and there's a lot wrong with a channel for sure. There's a lot of reasons why it doesn't work for people. But I also think that if you're talking about trying to have brand awareness, have visibility, you know, with a very, very specific set of target accounts, you know, right now there's nothing like it.
1: John Miller. John is the Chief Marketing and Product Officer
0: at Demandbase. What are your three uncuttable budget items?
14: Well, I mean, first off, I've always been just an advocate of content as sort of just your your foundation of kind of everything you're doing go-to-market. You know, ungated as well as occasionally under the right conditions, gated content. You know, but it's just so important, I think, to sort of establish your brand as an expert and thought leader. Content will always be kind of one of my kind of just go-tos that sort of are, you know, sort of forming the foundation of everything that I'm doing. Second, every company I've worked at, Marketo, Engageo, and now Demandbase, when we do our multi-touch attribution, webinars stand out on top as kind of just the best ROI programs. You know, and that's both stuff we run ourselves, but also even paid webinars with other people. I'm going to keep doing them as long as they keep working as well as they do. The third may be a little bit more surprising, and that's just your SDRs. You know, not everybody thinks of SDRs necessarily as you know demand gen channel per se. You know, but I think that when an SDR is doing it right, and they're not just sending out robospan, but they're really sending good, well-crafted, personalized messages, it makes such a difference because it's the human touch. And I really do think that in the world where there is so much digital and scalable things, the human touch really matters.
5: ManGen Visionaries is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com, a conversational marketing company that's on a mission to transform the way B2B companies sell. Go to Qualified.com to learn more.